1: Proverbs 14:1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I had torn my own house down. I was watching it burn, but I was the one who had ignited the flames.
2: That's Juana Michaels talking about some struggles in her marriage and the long, long road to reconciliation with her husband. And her struggles might be your struggles. You're going to hear more of her story today on Focus on the Family with Focus president and author Jim Daly. Thanks for joining us today. I'm John Fuller.
3: John, I think so many uh, married couples last time, they were relating Juana's story, Juana and Terry, and they were, what we say, leaning in toward the radio or toward their smartphone, whatever they were listening to, because it was so refreshing to hear the vulnerability of Juana, tell her story, how she came to the Lord, the way she was ready to leave the relationship after being married for two years, simply writing a note to her husband saying, you know what, we gave it a try, it's not working out well, and uh, have a good life. Um, it had a bit more heart in it than that. But the point of it is she thought she had married the wrong guy. Terry was not the man for her. Um, if you're in that point of disillusionment with your marriage, you don't think you married the right person or it's over or whatever it might be. We have caring Christian counselors here at Focus that are ready to talk with you and to give you some Advice, some biblical advice on what you might do. I would like to say we don't like divorce at Focus on the Family. Scripture's clear that God Himself does not like divorce. He gives you an out for infidelity and abandonment, but that is it. So if you're in trouble um, emotionally, uh, call us. If you're in trouble physically, if you're in danger, you do need to get to safety. We would not subscribe that you. Uh, Stay in a uh, physically abusive situation and seek the help of your pastor, your church. If you don't go to church, call us here at Focus, and we have some ideas on what you can do. But for those that are in that uh, pit of despair and you don't know what to do, um, we're here for you. And now we're going to welcome back Juana Michaels to the Focus program. Juana, thanks for being back with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
3: Can I say, really, as a point of encouragement, Thank you for being so vulnerable last time and sharing painful memories of where you and Terry had uh, really messed up, and the fact that you gave your heart to the Lord and how the Lord did that on July 4th in the evening. I also want to thank that pastor who challenged you about your faith, even though you were that little girl going to church regularly from a broken family. Your dad made that little gate that you could get to church and hear the Bible stories, it didn't translate into a relationship with christ it was it's a great reminder for all of us as parents to make sure our teenagers our kids actually understand what it means to have a relationship yes, with Jesus as Christ. as you
1: walk down the road, as you lie down, as you go about your right. day, it just should be a natural part of life that Scripture comes out like breathing and, and, and applies to our life.
3: Right, and, um, and what we want to do today is pick up the conversation. I left with uh, your dedication to the Lord, your um, yielding to him, your embrace of him. Now you've got to wake up the next day. And you got to decide, what are your next steps? When you talked to Terry and you said you've become a born-again Christian, uh, what happened?
1: I had made a list that night. In the wee hours of the morning to the sounds of fireworks in the background, I made a list. A list of all the areas where I had sinned, most of those against Terry. And before that night, when the scales were still on my eyes, I didn't think I had done anything wrong. It was always, if Terry, if Terry... But just in a blink of an eye, I suddenly saw myself for who I was. I was a sinner. Some of the things on that list included I sought to be understood rather than to try to understand, I sought to be heard rather than to try to listen, and 14 other things. And I presented that list the next day to Terry, to which he said, Thank you very much. And he folded it, and he put it in his pocket, and he said, But I no longer want to be married to you.
3: Huh? And that had to be devastating, because you're on the on the mend. You're on the uptake, and here he's now moving away from you in a more aggressive way. Um, What did you do? What did you say to Terry when he says, "I don't want to be married to you"?
1: I was very calm. You know, I had just received Christ in my life the night before. I had been praying for Him to show me who He was. He had just shown me a miracle. I had experienced a miracle, a miracle of salvation in the atonement and how a person's life can change in an instant. And the Bible says we're a new creation. I was a new creation. This was the first day of the rest of my life. And so, as Terry told me, he no longer now wanted me. I actually sat there very calmly. Me, who always has something to say, who always wants to try to get in the last word, was very quiet And he asked me, how could I just sit there? And I told him that I had received Christ and I was going to be okay. I knew I'd be okay, that I had God in my life. And he left that day. Now, between us right here, as soon as he left, I bawled my eyes out. I laid on the bed and bawled my eyes out. But I was able to just hold it together there because of of what God had just done in my life.
3: But, Wanda, let me ask you, because some the fragile nature of being one day old in a relationship with Christ, having that discussion with Terry, him responding with, I don't want to be married to you, some would now challenge God. Why would you do this to me? Because they've already now preconceived that I gave my life to you, I'm going to talk to my deserted spouse, and it's all going to come back together, God, because you're a God of miracles. How come it didn't disillusion you that Terry responded the way he did?
1: Well, it took a long time for us to get into the mess we were in. We were, we were in bad routines, bad habits. You know, this was the beginning of a new life, learning new habits, conquering sins that need to be conquered, transforming my mind, mm. being changed. In a word, we need to be changed. And it was going to take time. And Terry was no, not a believer. So he didn't have the help of the Holy Spirit. And I knew that.
3: So grace was there. You were able to extend grace, not give up hope, and you move forward. So how did that communication continue with Terry?
1: Well, we went on a roller coaster that lasted the next one and a half years.
3: What did that look like? Just describe some of the interactions. He would want had. to date
1: me. He didn't want to date me. He wanted to see me. He didn't want to see me. He, he was in a total state of confusion. And what it was is, and I didn't know it at the time, found out later, he had so much anger and unforgiveness towards me, but he didn't even have the capability to forgive me because it's only through Christ can you really have total restoration. And he wasn't going to come to Christ till really some seven years later, but I'm getting ahead of the story.
3: Well, and I want to say uh, you did something really wise in that moment. And oftentimes we don't do this. And that is you sought out mentors to help you um, to, I think if I were in your shoes, would have been to provide some stability and perspective. Why did you do that? Did somebody encourage you to do that? And who did you find, and how did it work?
1: A couple, a godly committed Christian couple, actually reached out to me. We were So they heard your story? They knew I was a new believer. They knew I was separated. And they took me on. God bless them. They took me on. They took me under their wing. Mm. Uh, They took me with them on holidays because they didn't want me to go into a non-supportive environment. They taught me scripture. I can remember the first scripture they taught me to memorize was Romans 6. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. You died to sin. How can you live in it any longer? And that was Paul and Macon Newby. That shared their life with me. They demonstrated Christ's love f- to me by sharing themselves with me.
3: And so that helped you, again, get uh, balance to better understand oh, yes. maybe where Terry was at. How long did they walk with you?
1: About a year and a half.
2: So, right after through the that thick point. of it.
1: Oh, yes. And they taught me the ways of God. And lots of meals together, lots of conversation together. Uh,
2: Did you have down days? I mean, I I can't imagine the struggle going on here. And I'm assuming that at some point, Paul and Macon had to kind of lift you up and and pull you out of the pit of despair. Um, Describe some of those moments.
1: Yes, John. I remember when Terry would call and he would call me for the fourth time and say, It's all over. I don't want to see you anymore. And then the following week, he may call and say, "Well, I've got tickets for a basketball game. Uh, would you like to go with me?" And of course, I I always said yes. I never called him. It was back to dating rules, even though we were married. I wanted to be married in every sense of the word, but I had to take what I could get. And then he would call me back a couple weeks later and say, "It's it's it's all off." I, and I remember just crying. And I called Macon crying and crying and she would console me on the phone and she would always point me to Christ and pray with me but I I was growing in him even though it was painful and the turmoil was still there my life was in turmoil there was this, this storm going all around me but you know what I had perfect peace is it possible? Can you have perfect peace in the midst of these, these horrible, undesirable circumstances that you don't want? That not only you don't want, but you created it. And as I sign every one of my books, I always sign them with Proverbs 14.1. The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I had torn my own house down. I was watching it burn, but I was the one who had ignited the flames. Mm. And so I was now reaping the consequences. But God always promises us that he will be with us through the storm. It mm. will not overtake us. The storm is there. It was every bit there, but he was with me.
3: Mm. One, I mean, that, those are powerful connections for people, for all of us to hear in the way that you're sitting there. Um, Yeah, you're reaping the consequences of your decisions, but you're in that waiting period. I mean, some people um, find it hard to rely upon the Lord in that waiting period. And some people, you know what, in your case, Terry comes back and we're going to cover that. But some people, it will be much longer, if ever, that God will restore that. And speak to them about that waiting period. Um, were you prepared to just keep going and trusting yes. God if it were a year and a half or five years or 10 more years or 15 more years?
1: Yes. I was learning to wait on God. I was not waiting on Terry. I had some family members that were very upset with me that said, Terry doesn't love you. He wants a divorce. Just get on with your life. Get on with your life. But I was experiencing life. I was waiting on God. You know, that's a very active word. I was watching and waiting to see what was God going to do. This wasn't my problem. It was God's. I was his. I was bought and paid for with a price. He was in charge of my life. I was holding his feet to the fire to say, Lord, what are you going to do? And whatever he was going to do was good with me. Yes, I wanted the marriage. But if God saw fit to not allow that, I was going to be okay because now I didn't have to control my life anymore, not that I ever could, but thought I could, but now I had the king of the universe guiding me.
3: Wanna let me ask you this um as you move through that, there was a moment where confrontation had to occur you had you you and Terry had to begin talking about where you're going because you're in this suspended state of relationship yes. and on an off and on and off, and nobody knows where this is going. How did that come about? You did something very bold, which was to move back in with him. Yes. Uh, Talk about that and why you chose to do that, and what were the repercussions?
1: I can remember it like it was yesterday, Jim. The phone rang, and Terry called back, and everything was off again for about the tenth time in this year-and-a-half period since I came to Christ. And I hung up the phone. I was calm with him, but I started stomping around that apartment. I was stomping. And I knew this was the enemy causing all this confusion in Terry's mind and that God was not the author of confusion. And I made a decision that I was moving home, that it was wrong that I left and that I was going to make restitution and I was going to do the right thing. I was coming home. So the next day, I called the power company and asked them to turn my power off at that apartment. I contacted the landlord and asked them to shut the lease down that I was moving. And she said, oh, are you and your husband getting back together? I said, not exactly. Mm. And didn't tell anyone. I told no one. And I called movers, and I moved home. Terry actually was not there when I got there. There were no lights on. I told the movers where to put in everything, and I moved home and went to bed.
2: This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment.
1: Imagine reaching into your pocket right now and finding an extra 20 bucks, or checking your wallet and finding a nice 50 tucked inside. If you like the sound of this, join the thousands of people who are finding extra money every month through D.L. Deeks Insurance. Stop paying ridiculous rates for car insurance. Contact D.L. Deeks today and tell them you want to save your money. Deeksinsurance.ca. That's Deeks, D-E-E-K-S, insurance.ca. Focus on the Family Canada wants to help you discover the 12 essential traits that make up a great marriage. That's why we've created the Focus Marriage Assessment Tool. If you want to identify your strengths and find ways to help you build a strong marriage, this assessment is for you. And guess what? It's free. Get your spouse, go online, and take the marriage assessment today at www.focusonthefamily.ca slash marriageassessment. That's focusonthefamily.ca slash marriageassessment
2: thanks for listening to focus on the family we'll continue now with the balance of our programming. right you had come
3: back to him Mm -hmm. and now he's acting out of his anger Mm
1: -hmm.
3: and he's saying wait a minute I said I don't want you and so now he moves out how long was that period of time that he was estranged from you he was living away from you
1: that went on for many 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 months until one day he had to have some surgery, some minor surgery, and I had not heard from him. Again, I didn't call him unless he called me. And he told me he had some minor surgery and would I come to the hospital? And I went to the hospital, and in the hospital he allowed me to comfort him and to hold his hand. And at the conclusion he asked me would I go home with him to the home that I was then living in that we had built some two years earlier And after a two-year separation, almost to the day, we went home together.
3: Hmm. And when you say you went home together, talk about that outside of the physical sense of it. Yeah, you went home together, but what was happening emotionally?
1: Emotionally, it took quite a while. Terry did not put his ring back on immediately. It took a while for him to put his ring back on. It took a while for him to trust me again because he knew the old Juana. He knew that I was flighty. He knew that I had no foundation. And could he trust me? Was I going to leave him again? And now I had the Lord in my life, and the Lord was my stability and my rock and my Redeemer. And he was guiding me. He was helping me to do the right thing and to be the kind of wife. That I really wanted to be. Now I wanted to be a wife from a Christian perspective. And the passage that was the dearest, dearest to me was First Peter 3, 1 through 7. May I read it now? Ah. It says, Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, because you have to remember, Terry was not a believer at this time, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. And I have to tell you that I was not born with a gentle and quiet spirit. I come from a long line. My mother is Hispanic, and we do not come from a line
3: (laughs) of gentle and quiet spirit. (laughs) I'm a
1: very independent person, and it takes the grace of God working in my life. But here it's guiding me, saying, God is saying, it's your behavior. It's not preaching to him. It's not leaving things out. No man wants to be nagged into doing what his wife thinks he should do. You know, if your husband is 80% of what you want, all that nagging, maybe he might move up to 81. (laughs) Is it worth all that nagging? Would it be a whole lot better to have a wife that loves you and looks at all your strengths and all that you are Mm. instead of being like what I call Grandmother Eve in the garden? She had everything she could want and more. And she looked at the one thing she didn't have, and she fixated on that. And we've been in a mess ever since.
3: Yeah, right, exactly. So, But, Juana, I need to get to the Terry part of the story, because God didn't end the story with just you coming to him. Um, He continued to work through you in Terry's heart and his life. What happened, and how long did it take before Terry said, okay, Lord, I'm yours?
1: Well... Two years after we reconciled, we had our first child. Our first daughter was born, and then three years after that, our first son was born. Then two years after that, another son, and then three years after that, another daughter. But seven years after I became a Christian, oh, Jim, I shudder to think all I would have missed had I not gotten on God's path. You know, God's path is always there. We're the ones that get off of it. The path (laughs) is always there. But seven years after I became a Christian through a ministry called Bible Study Fellowship. Oh, yeah. Terry sitting right there in his seat on the second night of class. He gave his heart and life to Christ. There was a study in the New Testament on Paul. And as he was reading that scripture and hearing it. Right there in his seat, he gave his his heart and life to Christ, and our son was one year old.
3: Wow! And that um, happened because he saw such change in you. I would think that that testimony of yours made such an impact in him that he opened his heart to the possibility that maybe God is who he said he was. Is that fair?
1: It's it's all God's grace, Jim. It's all God's grace. I want to tell you that I, I messed up so many times. And we even skipped over that in those times when we would see each other before we were reconciled, he, he wanted to tell me all the things that were wrong with me. And it was just part of that hidden anger he had against me. And I lashed, you, I lashed back a few times. Well, I
3: was going to say, how did you emotionally handle that? Did you rationalize that, okay, he needs this time to process and sometimes, this is how he's going to do it?
1: Sometimes. But sometimes I blew it. And I would go back home. I'd get alone with God. I'd ask God to please give me another chance to forgive me for lashing back out at Terry, that I had I had the help of the Holy Spirit. I had his love and forgiveness, and Terry didn't have that. And here I was acting just like him. He would say all these things he didn't like about me, and then I would say, well, let me tell you one thing about you I don't like, and I would de- dish it back.
3: Kind of like a tennis match. Yes. Ugh.
1: Yes. But in spite of all that, God's will prevailed.
3: Yeah, and that's the beautiful part of this. And, Juana, you said something to me. Um, off mic that I want to capture, because it was beautiful. You said you and Terry still struggle, and you still, you know, battle these old behavior oh, patterns, yes. and I think that, again, is so refreshing, we because it's real. We might even struggle
1: more. We huh. might even struggle more. But you're committed. We are totally committed. We are totally committed, but, you know, when the children of Israel were going through to get to the promised land, they they encountered more wars and more struggles in their blessing. And that's kind of what's happened with us. It has not been easy. Uh, Terry can be in the same car with me or in the same room with me, and the message that he says to me is not the message that I pick up. And then an altercation can ensue. It is just we're a mess. We are still a mess. <laughs> but thank God we we both love and want to serve the Lord. We are totally committed to our marriage and we know that the chance of our children—we're planning the first wedding of our daughter in a month—the chances of any of our four children divorcing go up so much higher mm-hmm. with divorce. If they know that they have parents that are going to work it out no matter what, what an encouragement that is to our children.
3: Yeah, it's a great model. I mean, that—that that is one of the biggest things I'm concerned about is that when I speak to so many Christian young people, they'll say— Marriage I don't think is the way for me, simply because my mom and dad divorced, I never saw it work well.
1: Oh, and, so, and that's a tragedy. And so many people told Terry to just, there's more fish in the sea, go find someone else that doesn't have all this baggage. Everyone, no one told him to pursue his marriage. Uh, and with me, you know, I even told myself, I owed it to myself, I was a peacemaker in my family growing up, hey, it was my time now. There's not one shred of evidence in the Bible that I owe anything to myself. I owe everything to God and to everybody God has called me to love and serve. Huh. I don't owe anything to myself.
3: Yeah. Wanda, this has been so strong and powerful. Um, and you are speaking to the hearts of people who are hurting. And uh, that's exactly how the Lord uses our stories and our testimonies. And now, if you've been listening to the program, and your marriage is in a tough spot, I want to encourage you to contact us. Um, Wanna talked about how mentors engaged her. Let us be that first mentor for you. Um, We have caring counselors who can talk with you. We have resources and tools to help you begin that road of restoration in Christ and in your relationship with your spouse. We hear often from husbands and wives who have simply given up hope. But you don't need to. God is in your corner, and we're in your corner, and we want to give you the tools to fight for your marriage. And I'm telling you what, folks, when you look into this culture right now, we need Christian marriages to be strong. I think the Lord is shouting for us to repair the breaches and to show this world what it means to be committed to one another. And I would encourage you, if you're not in that healthy place in your marriage, Find it, get it, do everything you can, and uh, we're here to help. And for those that help us financially, hey, let's go on offense. Let's stop playing defense in the culture. Let's um, mount a campaign to help marriages thrive in Christ, and that's what we're about here at Focus on the Family. That's why Juana was here today and last time, was to share her story of what God did in her life and then in her husband Terry's life. Um, That could be your story, too. God is for you, not against you, and
2: we want to be there for you. If you'd like to speak to one of our counselors here at Focus on the Family about issues that you're experiencing in your marriage, our number is 800-232-6459. That's 800, the letter A, and the word family. And you can also find the help you need at focusonthefamily.ca. And let me say again, thank you to generous friends who support this ministry financially. Your partnership is crucial as we produce broadcasts like this one and provide resources like Juana's book and our websites and uh, the counseling that we've mentioned. And if you can, please consider making a monthly pledge to focus on the family. Uh, Jim does that, I do that, and it's going to help stabilize our budget and planning process as we anticipate rescuing more marriages and equipping more parents and strengthening even more families in the months ahead anything you can do even a one-time gift is going to be very helpful and when you make a donation of any amount today we're going to say thank you by sending Juana's book choosing him all over again you can donate at focusonthefamily.ca or when you call 800 the letter a in the word family i'm john fuller and on behalf of jim daly and the entire team thanks for joining us today Plan to be with us next time, won't you? As we once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.